0: Hello and welcome to the Dr. Chaos podcast. I'm Amar Lakhani and joining me is my co-host Jonas Walker. Jonas, how are you doing today? It's
1: a good day here in Singapore. The sun is shining. I'm on a podcast with you, Amar. It's
0: Friday morning, so life couldn't be much better. (laughs) You know, I think the our time difference makes perfect sense because I like working at night. Uh, You are kind of like a day person. So uh, this uh, 12 hour difference or 12 ish hour difference kind of, uh, you know, works out well for us. Um, Jonas, uh, you know, I know last week we started talking about lapses and, you know, a lot of developments uh, since our last podcast, uh, multiple arrests in the UK um, for potential, you know, allegedly uh, potential uh, members of this uh, threat actor group. And we already spoke about this a little bit, but It seems like a lot of people, you know, belonging to the threat actor group are minors or, you know, people under 18. Uh, There was uh, reports of um, one person 15, uh, most people between the ages of 13 to 17. Um, And on top of not only their young age, um, what stood out to me is like just how much experience they've already had, how many multiple attacks that, uh, you know, the group has taken credit for or has been linked to, as well as a very – lucrative bitcoin wallet um you know for the example i think 15 million dollars 15 million dollars plus at one point was reported um uh, you know a lot of just a lot of interesting things happening there
1: yeah definitely and as you point out a lot of these guys are underaged or are in a, in their teenager years and i think this is something which the public was not really aware about um at this point or to, not to this certain degree but Myself, I can tell you, I'm a child of the internet. I grew up with the computer and I know how it feels to have a computer from quite a young early age and what it means to spend a lot of time in my early teenage years on a computer. And I think for a lot of these guys, it's even more extreme because they sometimes have not much more than their computers, especially if they live in places where education might not be as good as in a first world country and they spend most of their life in front of computers in front of these chat groups and are interacting with devices on the internet and are very curious and bored and i think nothing more is there's nothing more dangerous than a bored person who's interested in computers and doesn't really care about uh, certain consequences on the internet because these guys if they're motivated they um they will go after it
0: yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, there's um, there's obviously cultural differences, there's financial motivation. It's a way to get ahead. I mean, sometimes these people may feel like they're stuck in a certain, you know, life cycle or a certain uh, environment. And, you know, if they find a way that they can easily get ahead, obviously, there's a lot of resources available. There's a lot of, uh, you know, different Tricks they can do, and as we've talked about in plenty of times, a lot of like just old things are effective. So you can even read about old attacks and kind of recreate that. You know, I would never really recommend. uh, You know, back in the day, I remember like hearing stories of, um, you know, people like breaking into like large corporations and getting getting like high-paying jobs in those organizations. You know, that's something that may have happened, like, in the 1970s, maybe even in the 1980s. I don't think that really happens anymore. I think now they pretty much just take you, take you to jail. They take you to prison. Uh, but um, I know uh, even when I was growing up, when you were growing up, we always had this curiosity. So although I would never recommend, you know, anyone, you know, going outside the lines, and I think you're much better off these days. There's more resources and just more upside of, you know, doing things the right way. We've all had our stories where we've kind of skirted, I would say, the lines a little bit or kind of got really close to that ethical boundary without really crossing it um has anything like that happened to you in the past like i mean i i know i have a number of stories where uh i'm glad like through age and wisdom uh, i see that some of the errors in my way but uh, what about you any any stories that you don't mind sharing
1: yeah i have this one story which is which was quite of um eye-opening to me it was not something where i was doing something in my teenager years but when I in my early 20s when I was really fascinated by offensive security and was getting into it I did spend a tremendous amount of time on these public forums I was on different kind of discord groups and it has like this group dynamic where once you start talking to some people they invite you to different kind of chat groups and you talk about different topics and it's it was mainly about learning new techniques learning about how to exploit certain system in a lab environment so it was really part of getting better regarding the technical skill set and you know how it is the more you talk with these guys the the more familiar you get with each other and sometimes you also not only share techniques and you, you, you learn from each other but also you you get to know each other a little bit better and I figured out pretty quickly that some of these guys I was learning so much from, they were much, much younger than me. They were like 15, 16 years old. And I was so impressed by their skill sets. And I remember, this is a story which I will never forget the rest of my life. There was this one guy who in the beginning you were completely anonymous to because everyone is behind a certain username. And he was explaining me a lot how certain techniques work, how to how to achieve what whatever I want with, with a computer when it comes to certain tasks. And in the end, I, I figured out he was a guy from, from Syria, actually. And he was uh, f- 14 years old. And sometimes he just went offline and then asked me, hey, hey, buddy, uh, everything all right? When he came back and he told me, yeah, there was just a, a bomb dropping next to me. So he was really in a, in a situation where he had nothing else than his computer. Um, he was in a war zone. And for him, it was mainly about using the computer, uh, for for being better uh, with for improving his skill set, and he had this goal to become a security person in in the long term. But in that specific moment, his his main his main goal was to get out of the country. So he was using computers to to make money. And I recommended him not to go the malicious path. But um, as you can imagine, if you're in a very desperate situation and you need a certain amount of money to to leave the country to go to Europe as a refugee um, especially during these days or these times um, when it was super difficult to get out of the country because you need like ten thousand dollars I saw plenty of these people in these environments being super frustrated and again I don't recommend going that path at all but um, when I saw how skilled these guys are and how young they are it was super impressive so I think it's no surprise that in a lot of organized crime organizations we do have underage people who grew up with computers spent pretty much all their life long in front of them and learn new techniques and they're super motivated because these guys are hungry and i remember this guy he followed up with me a couple years later and he had like a legitimate job he was working in europe and he asked me for some um, recommendations when it came to different companies and it, it really showed that in the beginning, it was like uh, a way for him to get out of his country. Um, not what we would recommend, of course. Um, but these days, with we have also much other bigger opportunities. Like, for example, if you want to make money with cyber, with uh, with your cyber skills, you can go on bug bounty programs, and these programs pay a decent amount of money as well. So I think we are moving towards a better direction in the industry in general, with like all these bug bounty programs.
0: Yes, yeah, so, you know I um. You know, before uh, before my my current job, I actually I made a little bit of uh, money and living through uh, bug bounty programs. I was actually like supporting myself for bug bounty programs when I was in between employers, and it was actually uh, it was actually kind of a fun job. It was uh, uh you know very challenging, but especially you know trying to live the same lifestyle that I wanted to live uh, when I when I was employed. Um, you know, I decided it was uh, it was hard to keep up with that i just uh probably based on my skills at that time but uh but it was interesting uh, you know i i tell people sometimes i've told people this recently last couple of meetings i told them like if i could i could probably take someone that's pretty pretty decent in cybersecurity, like a decent um you know engineer like a at an oem like a sales engineer or someone that you know knows uh knows enough like i wouldn't say they have to be an expert in anything but you know at least they've you know done some sort of basic offensive security course uh, they've done you know things like uh, put up metasploit they've uh, messed around with kali linux i always tell them i could probably you know spend about a good solid week uh, like an intense week um you know 40 plus hours with them and i could probably get them enough skills where if they wanted to become evil if they wanted to see really how to go in the evil side that they could probably gain enough skills where they could do something evil, do an attack. Uh, you know, make make decent amount of money. Let's say about a million dollars, uh, and and I know that's that's quite a bit of money, and probably get away with that attack. Probably not get caught from that attack. Um, no, I, I don't know about using the money or like uh, you know changing the money from crypto to fiat. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about getting that money into Bitcoin. Is that do you, do you think that's like an overstatement? Do you think that's like a first statement? I'm just kind of curious. Am I am I exaggerating a little bit in my mind because I I think I could do it. Um, uh, not not that I'm offering anyone to do it, but I I think that's you know it just takes a little bit of dedication and a little bit of knowledge to really become the bad guy if you really wanted to and it's that easy to do like basically start off on a sunday morning and by like saturday evening you have the skills to uh you know really make a million dollars probably illegally i mean most likely illegally
1: yeah it's definitely something where the, the the ceiling is is not as high as most people think it is and As usual in life, it's much easier to make money with malicious intentions than with normal activities. So I would not be surprised, especially cyber being so broad. There are so many different techniques which people can use and figure out where they're really good at. For example, social engineering, where others are really good with technical exploits. So I I wouldn't think you're exaggerating with this number. But what I would like to highlight is that these days, in, in my personal opinion, we are in a much better situation that people who have these skill sets and want to go the legitimate route, they can make a really good living as well. So it's not required to go the malicious way to, to make a lot of money in cybersecurity. And in in the end, it's very often not worth it to be on the hunt the rest of your life or, because these guy these things will always hunt you back and especially if you have these technical skill sets, I know people who make on bug bounty programs million dollars a year as well. And they are very good in what they do, or they become even better and get some nice positions at corporate jobs where they get a lot of freedom as well, because they are very highly valued. So um, I think the cybersecurity industry, because of the shortage of the skill skill gap and people being more and more aware about it, there is uh, plenty of great opportunities out there. And I... Personally, I believe it's um, life is much better if you're not being afraid of whenever you have to turn around and someone is is coming after you because um, everything what happens on the Internet um, cannot be deleted from the Internet. And maybe sometimes even many, many years later, these things will haunt you back and will make your life really difficult. So if if you have the the possibility to choose, I would always recommend go the proper route and don't um, be on the run the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, you know, while you were talking, uh, you reminded me of the movie, one of my favorite movies that I have not seen in a very long time, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford, and I have flashbacks of like basically Tommy Lee Jones uh, chasing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richard Kimball, you know, uh, Harrison Ford's character, and uh, you know he's always on the run. Of course, uh, you know Harrison Ford's character in the movie was innocent, but uh, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones wasn't uh, relenting, and that's that's really how it is these days. Is like these days that you know you're you're there forever. Those digital fingerprints don't. Don't get erased, and um, you know it takes a very long time. And I know last time we said a lot of these, you know, people feel confident that they're, you know, they're committing cybercrime, especially at their young age, because you know, once they turn 18, a lot of places kind of reset the record. A lot of places have, you know, not as tough uh, prosecution or, uh, you know, they're not as harsh to younger, younger kids of a certain age than they are to adults. I don't think that's the case everywhere. Like I said, in the U.S., i I, I've definitely heard of a lot of cases where, uh, even young adults have, uh, you know, the teenagers have gotten very, very harsh punishments. Uh, but I, so I don't think that's the case everywhere. And I think it is changing, but I, but I think that's one of the motivations. I, I remember, um, you know, when I when I when I was uh, like in, uh, a kid, uh, I used to hang out with the same way with you in a in a lot of different places. You know, uh, of course, uh, the Discord and other places, but I used to even hang out. Back in the day with IRC, you know, being a little little older than you, uh, IRC was really popular, and there was a, there was all sorts of shady people you met there, and people claiming that they had the skills to do certain you know certain things, uh, you know, who knows uh, if they were really exaggerating or not. But there were some people who actually were very legitimate, and uh, you know, same with you. is once you kind of build a rapport with them, they like you know kind of wanted to take you under the wing and say yeah you come over to this other chat channel and meet our other friends and all of a sudden you realize like hey this is might be a gang or something and uh you know you know i better be careful here but um you know it was it was that easy and people were that motivated even back then to like just do different types of attacks and you know different types of uh you know cyber crime related activity and um and i I think if you're not careful especially you know when you're starting off it's you know it's easy to find that kind of uh You know, underworld behavior. If you're if you're looking for it,
1: yeah, especially if you're like in a let's say in a personal in a in a deep place or in a dark place already, and you're not that happy with how things are going in life, or you your view about life is is different than someone who lives in a first world country, of course. But this is also about the topic. It's it's dangerous uh, for them personally, not because just they are doing malicious things, but also you never know who you interact with. And as you said, sometimes people try to take you under their wing. They're promising you certain things, but in the end, they use you to carry out malicious attacks. And if they ever get caught, they pretty much use you as a scapegoat or snitch on you. And I think we have seen this as well with the Lapsus group recently. Sometimes some of these members got caught because other people who were working with them were doxing them online. And this is this is uh, not surprising at all i mean in the end if 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 we think back about our teenage years all of us were not as mature as we are right now and things work a little bit differently and i think people should be aware about it but it's also a very difficult situation as you said some countries um if you're under age and if you turn 18 all your um if you get caught the consequences are not that hard but i think the biggest problem is that even if you do these things uh, before you're 18 and you think okay when am i 18 i'm gonna stop for some of them and me including hacking sometimes it's it's like an addiction right i mean for us it's we love offensive security we want to learn more but if you are part of this malicious of these malicious activities and you made so much money it might be very hard for you to stop even though you turned 18 and it's just like this downward cycle which um which might always hunt you back so i'm not sure if 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 you talk to to university students or or younger people what you usually recommend them because these are usually questions which which come up to um, which people are asking me they're like hey i I know people they're 15 16 years old and um, they make so much money with cyber crime activities how would you recommend them not to do it and i think the question sounds easy but the answer is actually not as easy as we usually as it looks on the surface
0: yeah, I um I do get that question and it's not easy because like, you know, you're you're basically telling someone you, you know you're you know, you're not going to make as much money and they're definitely, you know, depending on how, you know, you know, you know how sophisticated or you know what their you know life cycle is in the cyber crime world, right? Uh, you know, they they could be they could be making a lot of money, and if they go legitimate, they're not going to be making as much money. But I think the same argument is also, you know, if you're in any type of crime, right? If you're, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you're in in the mafia, the mob, if you're selling drugs, if you're, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, white collar crime uh, with uh, the stock market. Uh, there's always, like you said, there's always this, uh, you know, um, there's always you being lucky i guess that's what i'm trying to say i ran out of words but you know so at some point you know your luck is going to run out it always does most people get greedy most people you know don't see it when it happens to them uh there's hundreds of movies around that right the bad guy is getting away with everything and then all of a sudden he doesn't right and uh and i I think there's this value depends on what you value in life right if uh hopefully i think at a at an older age sometimes and you don't see it when you're like 13 to 15 as there's more in life than just money and that's like you know, happiness, family, safety, right, and not being on the run all the time. And you got to realize, at one point, you're not untouchable. That 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 happens all the time. I I even remember just even little things. I I remember like uh, I was uh, I was visiting uh you know uh, my uh where I used to live when I was uh, when I was a kid. I, I grew up in Vegas, <laughs> and uh, and I uh, used to, it was uh, driving. I was uh, showing a friend of mine all these places I used to like drive around in my old high school. And I remember thinking, I remember I used to like take this turn. When i first got my car like at 90 miles an hour and i'm looking at this turn i go this is absolutely nuts like like i i don't have the courage to do that now even though i'm a much better driver i probably have a much better car that can handle that i'm not that crazy and like you don't think about those consequences when you're a kid and sometimes that's what happens i have people coming to me in interviews and i I, and they say i have all these skills but by the way like i did all this crime when i was a kid and uh and i did all the cyber crime i was a, a hacker. I got arrested. But uh, but look at all these skills I have and I can put it, you know, you know, I can put it to good use and I have been putting it to good use, Um, even though they haven't been in trouble for a long time. I still look at that if I have, you know, someone that's even has a little less skills that is clean i mean I, you know and when i mean clean like you know doesn't have blemishes on their their past i'm definitely going to be trusting and feel more comfortable with someone working for my company right with with those without those blemishes so i think times have definitely changed but we're not valuing the bad guy anymore as much as we used to
1: yeah especially considering the internet used to be it's still the wild wild west but there were so more there were so few laws or rules back then and People being alone in their basement, they were just not really thinking about the consequences until it it really happened. So I think um, we're definitely moving into the the right direction. And with cybercrime becoming the number one priority of pretty much every company out there, there's more focus on it. We look as an industry more about what we can do about the long term, how we can help people get into it and have great careers as well. So I do believe we are on the right direction, but uh, I think it's important to keep in mind or to give people the, an overview about where we're coming from. And taking this these podcasts, for example, as a as a platform to talk about the awareness why certain individuals are behaving the way they are. And it's easy to just blame them and say, no, this is not good. You should never do this. But if if we look back, all of us were probably not as mature in our teenager years, and we regret a lot of things which we did. And um, it's important to keep these things in mind when we think about certain um, topics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jonas, it's always uh, always wonderful having these conversations with you. We are running a bit uh, late on our time, so I will wrap things up. But do you have any last things you want to add or share with anyone? Uh, no,
1: it was a pleasure to talk with you. It was definitely a different podcast than we, when we used
0: to do, but I think it
1: gave some insights and I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: Sounds good, man. I will talk to you next time.